worship team assemble. Good morning, New Hope Community Church. How we doing today? Doing good? I hope you guys all had an amazing Thanksgiving. Hello, my name is Jalen. Welcome to New Hope, where lives are changed and miracles happen. If you are looking for a fun activity for your kids, sign up for a candy event. A fun holiday interactive experience. Tickets are available for $7 in the back. Monday night at 7 p.m. is Celebrate Recovery for anyone who needs a safe Christian support group to deal with any cleanup, hurt, or habit. Bible study is back this Wednesday at 7 p.m. For those looking to grow spiritually and build healthy relationships. Don't forget that this Friday will be our first Friday miracle, miracle and communion service. Make sure you mark your calendars for our New Year's Eve service. Okay, we're going to try that again. Good morning, New Hope Community Church. How we doing today? How was your guys' Thanksgiving? I hope you guys got Thursday and Friday off and not just Thursday because that would suck. Uh, I just wanted to make a quick little announcement. Uh, if you guys did not know, I am a Christian artist and I dropped my album uh, the day before Thanksgiving so that you guys would have some Thanksgiving jams, but I didn't really do any promoting, so a lot of you guys might not even know. But you know, you know now, uh, guess what? We got some artists in here that are on the album. I got my wife here, Ella, on the album. Got Bo Skaggs here on the album. Aiden, will you raise your hand for me? This kid right here, he produced two of the tracks on the album. If you don't know what that means, he made the beats. This kid's talented right here. Man, uh. MC Ricky T also featured. Oh yeah, yeah, we got Pastor Rick on there too. He got a little short message on there. <laughs> just great to see it's just so good to see what God's doing you know in the church and people's lives when all of us just come together and make something happen man that's amazing I can't wait to see what's going to happen in the future and now can we all please stand and give praise and worship to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ
Amen. Can somebody shout hallelujah in the house today? Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Why don't you give somebody, shake somebody's hand. Some of you guys are quick to sit down. And why don't you just shake somebody's hand, give them five, tell them Jesus loves you. Even if nobody else does. Even if everybody else thinks you're a jerk, Jesus loves you. Amen. Amen. Good day to be in the house of the Lord. Praise God. So good to see old faces and new faces. We're going to go ahead and we're going to move into today's offering, give you the opportunity to invest uh, in the kingdom. And I, I wanted to bring Ken up because we were just talking and it's kind of been an ongoing thing and... Um, I said, hey, you know, will you kind of share something that God did in your life recently? So I'm going to have him go ahead and share, and then he's going to pray uh, for the offering. Um, we're going to be on, uh, it's, I think it's Ella's mic, so. 
Sorry about that. Amen. Thank you, Ken. I appreciate that. You know, the, the one thing that, go ahead, you can grab a seat. Go ahead, you guys can go ahead and take the offering. If you want to give electronically, there's some ways to do that. They should put that up. Uh, on the screen. There's also uh, a QR code on your bulletin that you can scan. But one of the things that he didn't include in that is, you know, Debbie took it upon herself to sell some Afghans for wintertime to, you know, kind of raise money for the, the new projectors. It look a little bit better up here. You guys can actually see it. Uh, and when he did that, you know, he, he got two and just said, here, I'm just going to give her 120 bucks. And so, you know, um, gave way more and, and just sowed into that, and you see what God can do. So um, that's the kind of God we serve. Amen? Hey, and then before I move forward, there's so much good stuff going on. Um, I wanted to bring, I don't know, Dave, you can, I don't know what kind of combo. I know it was a family affair, so if you want to come up, if you're, everybody wants to come up, that's just fine. We'll just have to have you share a mic, but a, a lot of you guys know that um, you know that you know that Dave is the chaplain of the Beaver County Jail, and uh, and he's going to introduce his son. You guys will have to come up here because we got you on a wire. Um, but uh, he had the I think you know he he had a word from the Lord, a revelation that he wanted to do something special uh, for Thanksgiving uh, for the guys that were in the prison, and he kind of turned it into. Uh, and evangelistic outreach through, right, Chick-fil-A, which is like the Lord's chicken, right? That's like, you got communion, and then you got like Chick-fil-A's like a little bit under there, but really close. close, yeah, so, so, you know, but I mean, if you're eating prison food, I mean, who doesn't want Chick-fil-A, right? I mean, Chick-fil-A is, is good stuff, so uh, they had that idea, and as soon as I heard it, I said, you know, we're we, we want to sow into that and be a part of it. And uh, he shared a little bit that they were going to do it. So I, I called him up. I said, How, how'd that go? And he gave a report, and it's just a blessing. So I figured he could share. So. Wow. She was, she actually did the 
Amen. Yeah. Powerful, great job. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. And I, um, sorry about kind of throwing you off guard. I airdropped that picture. If you want to share that really quickly, um, this is a picture of our own Dan Lucas. I don't, I've never seen his feet before. You know, he, he generally has uh, boots on. I don't even think I've ever seen him wear tennis shoes, but, um, he, he sent me that picture this morning, and a lot of people have asked, like, well, what's up with Brian and Dan and, you know, in, in the Philippines, and, uh, and, and what are they doing? He said, he just basically sent me this message. He said, too many to count. This room, the kitchen, the porch in front, and, and the lean-to were all full. Getting too big for this house. People walk miles from the mountains just to experience and hear about Jesus. People healed, saved, set free, and delivered. God is good. So, God's light is piercing through the darkness. Amen. Amen. God's on the move. Amen. A lot of people say that Christianity is declining and we're going into a, a post-Christian society and all that. It, it's just a bunch of uh, horse manure. I'll, I'll be nice. We'll, we, we'll talk church language. It's a bunch of horse manure, God's moving, God's changing things, and yeah, there's, there, there's some dead churches that are shutting down or whatever, but if they're dead, they need to shut down, amen? So, hey, if you, uh, if you have your Bibles with you, open up to John chapter 16. John chapter 16 is where we're going to be. Uh, we're just going to read verse uh, 33, and I am... Um, I'm going to spend a few weeks talking about a, a subject that I, we probably don't hear a lot um, within uh, the church, but we probably need to hear more of it, and we're going to be talking about courage, and, and, and more specifically, to be a courageous Christian. How many of you know that God calls us to be strong and to be courageous as Christians? 
Amen. Say, say this with me. Say, I am strong, I am strong. and I am courageous. Because here's the thing, you're, you're going to have to be courageous if you're going to grab hold of everything that God has for you. God has a, a plan for your life, He has a destiny for your life, but can I tell you something, if, if God calls you to do it, it's always going to seem too big for you. It's always going to seem scary for you. It's always going to seem outside of your comfort zone, but if you could do it all on your own, God wouldn't have to be there, would he? If you could do it in your own skills and your own talents and your own abilities, God wouldn't have to help you. But the Bible says that we are co-laborers with Christ. We are workers together uh, with God. And God doesn't want you to be fearful. He doesn't want you to be cowardly. He wants you to be like David when, when David was just a teenage boy and, and the entire army of Israel was shaking in their boots because there was a giant warrior by the name of Goliath standing before them. He wants you to be like David where you're like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine coming against the armies of God? You come at me with sword and spear, but I come at you in the power of the Almighty God. Amen? Right? Did the giant fall? Yes, he fell. If, if they were making odds over in, in Vegas, they wouldn't have gave David the greatest odds. But how many know if God be for you, then no one can be against you. And if you will just learn, if you'll learn to, to be courageous and take courageous steps of faith, I'm telling you now that, that, that you can live the life of your dreams and even greater because the Bible says that he's able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we could ever dream of or imagine. Amen? Chapter 16, verse 33. Um, I'll be reading from the Passion Translation. So again, you can email me later and tell me why I'm wrong and everything else. Uh, 1633. It says, and everything, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. He says, Everything that I've taught you is so that the peace which is in me will be in you and will give you great confidence as you rest in me. For in this unbelieving world, you will experience trouble and sorrows, but you must be courageous, for I have conquered the world. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus. Lord, and I thank you, Lord, that you have overcame the world. And because you have overcame the world, your victory is our victory, Lord. So I pray, Lord, that faith would rise in this place. Lord, I pray that uh, this word of God would, would go forth as a seed, Lord. It would produce a harvest, Lord. I pray that, that limitations would be uh, broken down. We we, we would break a, a spirit of fear, Lord, and that we would be able to take new territory because of this word that, that, that has been spoken today, Lord. So I pray that my spirit would decrease and your Holy Spirit would increase in the name of Jesus and the people of God said, Amen. Amen. So I think that uh, one of the things we do, like, you know, when... When you give your life to Christ and you experience the goodness of God, 
you, you want so bad for other people to experience it. I, I don't know how anybody gets through this life and this world without God. I mean, it, it truly would be, would feel hopeless to me if there was, you know, no God. Like the Bible says, well, if there's no God, let's eat and drink for tomorrow we die, right? I, I mean, there's, there, there's no hope without God. But, but sometimes in, in our zeal to share the gospel... We can sort of present a, a gospel message that says, you know what, if you, you know, raise your hand and if you pray the prayer and you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're never going to have another problem. And that's not what Jesus taught. If we go back and, if we, go back and we read, uh, you know, this passage, John chapter 16, it, 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 the, the pages just jump, but that whole section, that whole upper room discourse where Jesus brings his disciples up into the upper room and he begins to prepare them for the time that he's going to leave, that, that he's going and he's going to be crucified, dying for the sins of the world and, and he's uh, going to be ascended to go be with the Father. He begins to prepare them and, and he starts off this chapter by saying, you know, uh, there's going to come a day where, you know, I'm going to leave and, and, and they're going to push you out of the synagogue. And, and the synagogue was the center of Jewish life. They're going to they're gonna push you out of that. In other words, you're going to be an outcast in, in your own society. And, and some of your family and friends are, are going to turn on you. And he says that there's even going to be people who think that um, they're going to be doing the will of God by, by, by killing you and, and trying to kill you. So the whole time he begins sharing with them. And he begins sharing with them that, you know, that, that you are going to have trouble. That, that there's going to be difficulties. That you're in an unbelieving world. That you're in a fallen world. There's things that are going to come against you. But, but Jesus says that he's not going to take them out of the trouble. But they need to be courageous because he has overcame the world. Now, I came to the Lord when I was about 26 years old. I'm 47 now. By the way, my wife has a birthday today, so got to give her a shout out. Happy birthday. And I'm just going to tell you that, you know, I'm going to just be real with you guys. Some of the most difficult things that I've went through in my life were not before I became a Christian, but actually after I became a Christian. There were times where I thought that you know, this church wasn't going to make it. I remember coming in the first time, walking in these church doors, and I was just a member. I wasn't the pastor, and I'm like, man, this is so great. Look at all these buildings. Look at this location. We're going we're gonna to change the world. We're going to change the community. And, and all of a sudden, within a couple months and a couple pastoral changes, it's like a bomb dropped in this place, and, and it was like everybody was scattered. I mean... And I didn't know if we were going to make it. We didn't, even the pastor quit on us because it was so bad. I mean, the pastor said, hey, I'm leaving. I was like, well, are you going to wait till like, they, they get a new pastor? They're like, no, we already got the U-Haul. Like, we're packing it up and we're out of here. Like, we didn't have a pastor. We didn't, we didn't pay the mortgage for a couple months. I mean, I, I can remember one time offering was $198, right? And we promised the guy who was speaking that Sunday $200. So we lost $2 just for having service that week. And I was like, 
man, like, I, what's going on? God, I, I thought that, you know, that, that all these great things were going to happen through this ministry. And now it looks like we're not even going to stay open. I, I had people that, that I've loved, that I've trusted, that I, that, that I kind of, you know, spoke into their life when they were just a hot mess, when they were, were, were just in terrible shape and invested my life in them to, to have them kind of get better and betray me. I've had people turn their backs on me. I've, I, I've been lied on. I've been, had my character attacked. I've bis, been misunderstood. I, you know, we were, we were one of the, the, the first spirit-filled churches, you know, in this area. And I can, I can remember, you know, getting called down to the, to the borough office to talk to the public safety team, you know, and, and you got these three, you know, kind of local yokels and they sit you down and, you know, and, and they're like, we want to know why you picket soldiers' funerals. I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, you guys are part of the Westboro Baptist Church. I'm like, no, we're not. First of all, I'm not a Baptist. Amen. Second of all, if I was, I wouldn't be with them. Third of all, I'm a veteran myself. So I don't know. But that was people just make stuff up, just make up lies. We, we had an overseer in our uh, men's home, and, you know, and he was uh, of Hispanic descent. They said, you know what, they're, they're, there's a place, they're, they're housing illegal immigrants in the church. They said that, uh, I mean, it, it, just, it just goes on and on. I mean, just all the stuff that, that they, they said, well, you know, they're, 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 they're getting money from the state, like, you know, for their men's home, and, and they're just doing it for the money. Can I tell you something? Like, I... We take zero money from the state, amen? It's not that I would, I'll take it. Like, like, it's not that I won't, like, I'll take the money to use for ministry. But if that money comes with strings, like, you can keep it. Like, you know, we're lifting up the name of Christ. And if that's, if that doesn't fit the, the, the program, then we don't want to be in the program. We got our own provider, amen? So there was a lot of lies that, that I had to deal with, you know, accusations, things like that. I, I can remember, I, and then when I was working, I mean, I almost got fired by a boss who didn't like me. I, I went 16 years working for, for, the, for the post office, and then all of a sudden I got a job, and I had this boss who just decided he didn't like me. And, and, and there was early in my career, I mean, I really should have been fired for some of the stuff I did. I mean, we won't get into it, but... I never got in any trouble back then, and then like I became a Christian, I'm trying to work hard and do what the Bible says, and I got this guy that's, that's just trying to fire me. I got my car repoed before, you know, I, I quit my job, I stepped out in faith, got into the, the ministry, and then we kind of hit on some lean times, I wasn't able to get paid, and you just kind of keep believing God, well, you know what, that's all right, we'll catch up, and then, and then one day you walk outside, you're like, somebody stole my car! Ah, you know, you actually didn't pay your payment for three months, and tow truck came in the middle of the night and hooked up your car, wasn't nice enough to say, hey, is there anything in there that you'd like to get out, you know? I got my car repoed. There was times where I thought my marriage wouldn't make it. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't any of my fault. It was all her fault. <laughs> but I, I didn't think she would ever change, you know what I mean? I, you know... <laughs> 
you know, you're married 30 years. I mean, come on, let's get real. 30 years, you know, you change. They, you know, you, you have to make a decision to fight for your marriage. You, you have, it doesn't happen by accident. You decide that I made a covenant and I'm going to fight for my marriage. I mean, we were, I mean, my, my son-in-law was shot in the, in the face on Pastor Appreciation Day. On my birthday, happy birthday, you know. But can I tell you something? In every one of those incidents, God was with me and I overcame. The church is still here and flourishing. I, I've forgiven the people who, who walked away. And, and I've realized that, you know, not everybody can go where God is taking you. I, God's given me great influence in the community and a good reputation. I, I was able to get my car back. My, my marriage is great. And guess what? I hated that job anyway. So... They can keep it. You know, I told them, take this job and shove it. I'm not working here no more. And, and, you know, in every one of those situations, listen, God was with me in the fire. God was with me in the flood. And in every one of those cases, God worked those things out for my good. And on the other side, I, I realize that, I know it, but it's not always that easy when you're in the middle of it and you're going through of it. And some of you here, I know you love God, really understand that much. And so they're, they're, they're coming against you. And maybe some of you are just even struggling with your job or your career. And if that's you today, then I got good news. This message is for you. You're going to leave out of here, encourage, build up. And, and, and maybe you're in a place where everything's great for you. And, and that's good. And that's, and that's where I feel like I'm at today. But, but Jesus said that in our lives we will experience trouble. He says uh, in the King James, he says, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer for I have, over, I have overcame. And, and, and all of us will experience trouble. And, and what's going to separate the, the people who are, who are victims from the people who are victorious is not an absence of trouble, but it's about how you handle that trouble. And that's what we're going to talk about uh, with the last few minutes that we have remaining. Um, we're going to go to another passage of scripture. Go to Matthew 14. Matthew 14. Kenneth Hagin says in one of his books, he says that he had a man that came up to him and said, I want you to pray that I won't have any more trouble. And Kenneth Hagin looked at him and said, so you want me to pray that you're going to die today? He said, because that's the only way that you're not going to have trouble. This isn't heaven. Amen? There's a day coming where there's going to be a place of no more sorrow, right? No more tears, no more pain, no more suffering. But... There's going to be things that we're going to, that are, that are going to come against us. You know, you, you can't be a champion if you don't fight a battle. How, how, do, you, how do you become uh, victorious if you don't have anything to be victorious over? Amen? So, if you're there, say amen. I'm also going to be reading this passage from the Passion Translation, so I figured if anybody got mad with the first passage I read, I may as well read the whole thing and just go for it. Um, 
And Matthew 14, verse 32 says, As soon as the people were fed, Jesus told his disciples to get into their boat and go to the other side of the lake while he stayed behind to dismiss the people. After the crowds dispersed, Jesus went up to the hills to pray. And as night fell, he was there praying alone. But the disciples, who were now in the middle of the lake, ran into trouble. For their boat was tossed about by the high winds and the heavy seas. Now they got into their boat and they ran into trouble in the form of a storm. But who told them to get into the boat and go to the other side? Jesus told them, right? I mean, do you think that maybe he knew that they were going to get into a storm? Like he could have... He could have said, hey, you know what, it might get stormy out there, so why don't you guys just chill back, you know, on the hillside with me, and we'll, we'll, we'll allow everything to settle, and, and then you guys can go out. No, he was trying to teach them something. He's trying to teach us something this morning through the same passage of Scripture. Let's continue on. It says, at about 4 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came to them, Walking on the waves. When the disciples saw him walking on top of the water, they were terrified and screamed, a ghost. Then Jesus said, be brave and don't be afraid, for I am here. If you, if you read some of the commentaries, they say that there was a popular superstition among fishermen and, 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 and just among culture at that time that if you were ever out at sea and, and a storm, if you were going to die in the storm, there was going to be a ghost that would appear to you. It was sort of like a, like a grim reaper type of deal. Like if you saw that, then like you knew that uh, it, was, it was over. So they get in there and, and they get into the middle of the storm and when, when they first saw Jesus, they they probably realized, they probably thought, you know what, this is it. This is the ghost that we've been told about, that right before you die, you know, it's going to be over. But they realized that it wasn't a ghost that was telling them to die. It was Jesus walking on the water, telling them that to not be afraid, and that even in the middle of the storm, he is with them, even if he has to walk on the water to get to them. Think back of where this started. That, that, that upper room discourse that, that Jesus was going to leave them. And he says, I'm going to leave you, but it's to your advantage that I leave. Because I'm going to send one who is just like me. Not me, but one who is just like me. The, the, the Holy Spirit. And, and he's going to be with you forever. He, he's not going to leave you and he's not going to forsake you. He's not going to leave you orphans. Say, say this with me, I am not an orphan. And he said that, that, that no matter where they went, that, that, that he would never leave them or he would never forsake them. And so no matter how high you get or how low that you fall to, I came to tell you that God will be with you. David says that if I make my bed in hell, that you will be there 
with me. And I, I came here to speak to somebody today and tell you that, that there might have been a time where, where, where you had a dream for your life. You were on a path for your life. You thought you, there was all these things that you thought that God was going to do in your life. Then all of a sudden, the storms of life just began to to, to hit you, and, and now you're beginning to have doubt, and, and you're beginning to doubt if you're even ever going to make it to the thing that, that God was about to show you. But, but I, God woke me up this morning to declare that you are going to make it, that God is about to move in your life, that there is a, a shift that is about to happen, and God is going to do exactly what he said he would do. There's no man that can stop what God is doing. Amen, give them praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah to the Lamb of God. There's no man that can stop what God is doing. There's no woman that can stop what God is doing. The devil and all his demons can't stop what God is doing. And I got really good news, even your own stupidity can't stop the plans of God. Say this, say I'm gonna make it. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. Amen. Let's get back to the story. They're still in the middle of the storm. We got to see what happens, right? Peter, it says Peter shouted out. He said, Lord, if it's really you, then have me join you on the water. Come and join me, Jesus replied. So Peter stepped out onto the water, and he began to walk toward Jesus. But when he realized how high the waves were, he became frightened, and he started to sink. Save me, Lord, he cried out. Man, I, I love this about Peter. How many of you know, like, swimming is hard? Like, if you want to do, like, competitive swimming, like, I mean, you know, you got to train. You got to get your technique, you know, dialed in. But, you know, like, we already know how to run. You know, like, I mean... Peter's like, man, I don't even want to know how to swim. Like, just you walking on water, I, I can run on water. I'm going to enter one of those swim meets, and while everybody else jumps in and starts swimming, man, I'm just going to run up, touch the back wall, run back, you know, undisputed champion, right? Peter's like, I, I, I see Jesus walking on water, and, and I want to walk on water. And, and he says, okay, Lord, if that's you, let me come out and and he steps out and he's actually, he steps there and he's, he's standing, but there's something that happens. He realizes that in the midst of this, his mind starts going and he's like, okay, like, I, I'm not supposed to be able to do this. And there's a storm going on and, and once fear begins to overtake him, then all of a sudden he begins to sink. Jesus immediately stretched out his hand. And lifted him up and said, what little faith you have. Why would you let doubt win? In that very moment, they both stepped into the boat. The raging wind ceased. Then all the disciples bowed down before him and worshipped Jesus. They said in adoration, you truly are the son of God. What happens with us is we begin to reason. How many know that our God is not reasonable? Amen? We don't have a reasonable God. Like, his plan to set the, the, the Jewish people free from Egypt 
was to send an 80-year-old dude and his cousin to go and, and, and set the people free, right? He, he sent David out to, to fight with Goliath. He, he parted the, the Red Sea. He's, he, he's not reasonable. And what happens is, is we allow our sense of reason to overtake our faith. And so because of our reason, we begin to doubt. And we, we run into trouble. But can I tell you something? Peter didn't so much walk on water. Peter actually walked on the word. Let, let me just break this down. Just, just stay with me. As we, when we give our life to Jesus and we start on the Christian journey, we need to change the way we think. We have a lot of stinking thinking. A lot of stuff that our uncle told us and our third cousin and, you know, the kids at school and, you know, our basketball coach, you know, gave us all this bad advice, you know, and we, we, we got it in our mind and, and, and we need to change the way we think. That's why the Bible says don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Another place, the Bible says that we are to have the mind of Christ. And the reason that, that, that we renew our mind is because our mind needs to be shifted from a place of thinking like the world thinks. And we need to align our thinking with the way that God thinks. And, and the Bible says that God speaks things that are not as if they were. So God sp lives outside of time, right? He's the al alpha and the omega. He's the beginning and the end. He's not confined by time. So he knows the end from the beginning. So he already knows how it's going to end. So he speaks a thing that is not as if it is because he knows that it will be because he can already see the end from the beginning. That's why it says that we are the righteousness of uh, we are the righteousness of of God in Christ Jesus. And you may say, "Well, I don't really feel righteous." Well, God already sees the finished product. He who starts a good work, he will take to completion. So he already declares that it's done. So even though it may look like it's it's not, he speaks it as it is because he knows that it will be. He already knows how it's going to end. So, unlike God, we exist inside of time. Right? We exist inside of time. However, we have the divine nature that is inside of us. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives inside of us. And, you know, th this earth suit may not be eternal, but our, our spirit and our soul are eternal. So I can be in, in a moment of time where everything seems like it's falling apart on me. In the natural, it looks like everything's just, j just falling apart. But maybe there's a little voice, a still small voice that's inside of me saying that it's really not falling apart. Maybe things are beginning to fall in place. There's a, a, a voice that begins to speak uh, on, on the inside of me that... That, that says that, that there is something greater 
that, that's going to happen. There's, there's something on the inside of me that says somehow, some way that, 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 that this is not the end of my story. That, that, that there's a, a way that this situation is going to work out for the good. And, and, and a voice begins to speak to me and says, this is not the way that, that this story is going to end. And I can look at the storm that is going around me and I can look at the, the wind and the waves, but, but I need to look at the Word of God and I need to trust the, the one who's bigger than any problem that I, that I have. And, and I don't care what it looks like. Other people might think that that, that, that you're crazy, but, but I'm not crazy. I just know my God, and I've been through enough stuff that, that that old stuff doesn't move me anymore. And he is the author, and he is the finisher of my faith. And this is not how my story ends. There's a new chapter that's about to get turned, and the best is yet to come. Amen. Right now, in, in the natural, I might... I might feel like I'm sick and my body might feel tired and I might not feel good and maybe even the doctors are saying that, that, that I'm not going to make it, but, but I got a word that says that, that I'm healed and I got a word that says with long life I will satisfy. So that's what I'm standing on regardless of the situation. My, my, my bank account might say that that I'm poor, but, but my God says that there's a blessing that is on my life that makes one rich and adds no sorrow to it. In the natural, my, my, my kids might be in rebellion, but, but I got a word that says my whole family will be saved. And, and in the natural, they might be going crazy, but, but I see in the spiritual that a day's coming when they're going to be saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost. And like the prodigal son, I know that they're on their way home. It may not look it, like it in the natural. The, the wind might be blowing on your heart and, and the waves might seem a little bit high. But if you will just allow yourself to, to not get flustered and, and to not give up and, and to not get impatient, but, but, but to stand on the Word of God and speak the Word of God and believe the Word of God and pray the Word of God. There will come a day that the thing that you're going through today will be the thing that will make you laugh tomorrow. Amen. Fear is a liar. And the Bible says that God did not give you a spirit of fear. Listen to me. Fear is not from God. It's a spirit. It's a spirit that's trying to convince you that the storm is bigger than your God. God didn't give you a spirit of fear, but I'll tell you what he does give you. He gives you love. He gave you power. Dunamis power. Miracle working power. And he gave you a sound mind. So that you wouldn't be shaken by every wind that blows and every wave that ripples your way. You should say, why would I ever let doubt win? Why would I ever let my doubt win in my life? You just, you just need to be courageous. Courageous faith. Have courage in your God. And when that spirit of fear comes in your life, you need to tell that voice, 
to shut up in Jesus' name. And although this storm looks big, guess what? Eventually, it gives way. It gives way. Sorrow may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. It, it, it may be raining today, it might be storming today, but eventually those storm clouds part, and eventually the sun comes out once again, and, and eventually the blue skies come out again. And I want to make a declaration over your life. Every storm that's going on in your life will begin to calm down right now in the name of Jesus. And I rebuke any demonic spirit of fear off of your life that says that you're not going to make it, that says that, that, that you're not going to get to where God called you to go, that says that it's time for you to give up. I rebuke that spirit of fear in Jesus' name, and I am going to declare that 2024 is the year that you step into greater things. If you believe it, shout amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just thank Him today? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Bible says that whatever you, whatever you pray for, you believe that you receive it, and then you already have it. That's how faith works. Faith isn't when, when everything else comes together, then I'll praise Him. No, Faith is I declare what it's going to be according to the Word of God, and I already praise Him like it already happened because I know that it's going to happen. Amen? Amen. Amen? Let's just praise Him. What are you going through today? What do you need from the Lord? Go ahead and stand to your feet. Go ahead and just, just put your hands out. Just begin to thank Him. If you want to pray in the Holy Ghost, go ahead and just pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you, we honor you, we give you glory and honor. We give you glory and honor, Lord. We thank you that the victory is ours, Lord. We thank you that, we thank you, Lord, for your word. We thank you that every promise in you is yes and amen. Lord, I thank you that you are raising up a courageous people, that you're raising up a bold people, that you're raising up a people that are not scared of the, the storms and the rain and all the intimidation that the enemy brings to our doorstep. We choosing to trust God. We are choosing to trust you, Lord. We thank you and we praise you. We give you honor and glory. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 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 If you need that breakthrough, you begin, you need to begin to thank Him. You need to begin to praise Him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for financial breakthrough, Lord. Thank you for miracles, signs and wonders, Lord. Thank you for debt that's paid off. Thank you for checks in the mail, Lord. Lord, we thank you for sending helpers into our life. We thank you for divine connections. Lord, we thank you for favor. Lord, there's people in here, they, they, they need a new car, Lord. We thank you for the new car, Lord. We thank, people need homes, Lord. We thank you that you're opening the door to people to get Homes that they didn't build for, Lord. We, we thank you, Lord, that, uh, that, that businesses are becoming prosperous in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we thank you for healing in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you for miraculous healing in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
Roba kata sherege de sarabobo sorokotosa. Riba bakoto sarababashila kata sorobashila baka. Riba basorokoto sarababashi. Riba bakoto sarababashi. Riba bakoto sarabashi. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is doing a new thing, new levels. New levels, but it's going to take steps of faith. It's going to take steps of faith. You're going to have to try some things that you never tried before. You're going to have to do things that you've never done before. The things that you've done before aren't going to take you to where you need to go. If you want more of the same, keep doing the same stuff. If you want greater things, just begin to step out more faith and believe God. God will meet you when you step out in faith. Faith is the currency of heaven. Amen? Amen. Fear is the currency of the devil. Thank you, Lord. We're going to sing one more worship song, and, and we're just going to begin to bring the service to a close. But if you're a person who struggles with anxiety or fear in your life, I just want to encourage you to just step up. I'm not condemning you. But we just want to pray and we just want to break that thing off of your life once and for all. We want you to be done with it. We get to those places, man, where we can't go to sleep. We're worried. We're scared. God wants to break that off of your life in the name of Jesus. So church, if we can just come together and just, just begin to worship and... Um, it, I want to encourage you to just stay and just worship. If you got to go, you know, you can go. I mean, I'd rather you go away happy than stay and be mad. You know, if you're in a hurry to see the Steelers beat the Bungles, that's okay. I mean, it'll still be on when you get there. I promise you. But let's just worship him for who he is. And let's really come together in agreement that 2024 is going to be the greatest year that you ever had. Be the greatest year you ever had. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, my God, that is who.
our hands up to heaven one last time for the way maker, for the miracle worker, for the light in the darkness. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. And until we meet again, may the blessing and the favor of our Lord Jesus Christ rest upon you and your house. God bless you. This service is dismissed. Go out in victory. Go give them heaven. God bless you.